Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Potiphar puts Joseph in prison. Now you're Joseph. What's going on in your heart? Any chance for a little unforgiveness to arise? Are you kidding? I can see Joseph saying, God, I'm angry with you. It's too much for me to endure. I'll never trust anyone again. What in the world are you? How could you allow this to happen to me? The very thing I was trying to do that was right. God, what's wrong with you? Joseph's going to have to learn to forgive again. In the book of Colossians, we read, As the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Pastor Mark will use this verse to explain the importance of forgiveness in the life of a believer. You see, just as our Father in Heaven has been merciful and kind towards us, offering up His forgiveness, so too should we. Certainly our standards can't be higher than God's. With the power of God's grace, we can walk in forgiveness. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. I'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 43, as he concludes our message entitled, Real Forgiveness. forgiveness starts with God. For it to work in my life, I must have a relationship personally with God. Now, God wants us to forgive, not because we deserve it, because we don't. I can't earn it. But his nature is simply one of mercy and grace. Christian, if you are a born-again Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ this morning, realize that because of God's love, you are a forgiven person. If you're a Christian, you are a forgiven person, no matter what Satan says to you. Now, Acts 10.43 says this, all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The reason I have to emphasize that for Christians is because of this. Satan is a liar. And as a Christian, very often... When I do something, and I know I shouldn't have done it, and I promised God I wouldn't do it again, and I do, and I go to ask forgiveness, Satan comes to me and he says, you got to be kidding me. You think God's going to forgive you of that? Some of you, Satan has been saying to you, you've sinned too great, or you've sinned too long. God won't forgive you. That's ridiculous. No matter what I've done in the past, God's nature is to forgive. He wants and he can forgive us. Some of you this morning feel guilty. You feel condemned. As you look at your life, you've repented of your sins. You are sorry. You've taken a step to follow God. But you still feel condemned. I want to tell you this morning that condemnation does not come from God. Romans 8.1, just write it down. You can look it up later. There is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. So what do I do? 
Often in counseling, we use terms that are a little confusing. Let me explain the principle. Sometimes we hear this. Well, if I'm going to be any useful in life, I've got to learn to forgive myself. Well, that's not really correct theology because that puts me on this basis of I'm God. Here's what the theology is. Listen to this statement. I'll read it to you. Our responsibility is not to forgive ourselves, but to accept God's forgiveness and believe that when we confess and repent that God has totally forgiven us. I don't need to forgive myself. I just need to accept what God has already done for me. When I confess, God promises to forgive every single time. Point blank, done, finished, period. So this morning, if you're a Christian and you've asked God to forgive you, receive it, accept it, walk in peace. Psalm 103 says this, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now I'll talk about this next week because that forgetting is a difficult thing. And Satan likes to keep bringing it back. One day somebody came to Martin Luther and they said to Martin Luther, whether he felt his sins were forgiven. Here is Martin Luther's reply. No, I don't feel that they're forgiven. I know they're forgiven. Because God said so in his word. Do you feel your sins are forgiven? Forget the feeling. You can't live a Christian life by feeling. You know your sins are forgiven. And that's where freedom comes. Well, if I'm a forgiven person because of God, what is my responsibility now to those people that hurt me? Do I have any responsibilities? How many, how many of you, since you've become a Christian, think you've sinned more than once? Let me say, okay. Would anybody want to get the calculator out and start adding? No. But see, when, when somebody sins against me, once, it's too great to forgive you. Well, last week, God forgave me 22 times. But you, no. See, that's my nature. So what is my responsibility when I'm hurt and somebody sins against me? Well, the Bible tells us. The word of God is the key. Colossians 3.13. Notice. Bear with each other and forgive Whatever grievances you may have against one another. Here's the part that's the key. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So here's how you can write it. And notice I started with we learn. Because it's a process. And sometimes I have to learn it again. We learn to forgive others because God has forgiven us. Often in an adultery situation when I'm counseling, where there's incredible rejection and hurt, one of the individuals in the session, whether it's the guy or the gal who made the adultery, the, quote, innocent party will say to me, do I have to forgive them out of hurt? My response is, let's turn to this verse. Because, see, it's not me as a counselor that's telling them. But this verse says we have to learn to forgive others because what? God has forgiven me. And... How did God forgive me? 
Well, it was undeserved. It was unmerited. Did your salvation, was it free to you? It was a free gift, wasn't it? But it wasn't free to God. His son went to the cross. But see, the price has been paid. So understand this morning, my response, I have to forgive. Well, why? Simply this. God commands us to forgive. It's a commandment of God. God simply says, you're forgiven. Now imitate me in the hurts of life. Mark eleven twenty five. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, boy, that's pretty broad. I'd like to put in there, except, but notice what it says. If you hold anything against anyone, what should I do? It's pretty complicated. There's 22 points here. Now get ready. Now what is the one point? Forgive him. See, it's not complicated. Is it hard? You betcha. Depending on the circumstance, sometimes it's very, very hard. Forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive, uh uh-oh, you your sins. As I look at that, we'll get to it in a moment, that means if I don't forgive, uh uh-oh, something's going to happen to me. Not just to them. Notice. God says, you forgive. It's a commandment. Here's a principle you want to write. It's so true. Anything God commands me to do, he enables me to do it. You can say this morning, Pastor Mike, impossible to forgive that person. I I want to. I know it's the right thing to do. You just told me. I understand the scriptures. I want to do it, but I can't do it. No, that's incorrect. No more excuses this morning. No more excuses. Notice, we are able to forgive because God gives us the power to forgive. That's why you must be a Christian first to get his power in your life. God would never ever ask us to do something in life if we couldn't do it with his help. Impossible. Because that means he would be an unfair God. So when God commands me to do something, that commandment includes his enablement. I can't do it by myself, but I can do it with him. Well, what if I don't forgive? Here we go. If I don't forgive, then unforgiveness in my life, it carries a high penalty for me. You would think it's a penalty on the other person, but it's actually on me. Hebrews 12, 15. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Ephesians 4, 31. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger, and brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. You see, when I don't forgive, unforgiveness, listen to me very closely, unforgiveness plants a seed in my life. From that seed, going down the other way is a root of bitterness. And that's why many people you meet are filled with rage and anger. They don't enjoy life. They're always angry at everything. Why? Most anger is simply the result of one thing, unforgiveness in a person's life. So what do we do? We lash out. The writ thing that I have to get rid of is that root of bitterness. We'll talk more about it next week. Because the root of bitterness goes right along with a hard heart. 
And I'll try to cover it up. I'll try to fake it. I'll try to say there's nothing wrong with me. But when I'm around a person for very long, if they're critical, if they're negative, if they're always complaining, if everything is always wrong, if something like that just knocks them off, I already know there's problems. I know where it comes from because there's unforgiveness somewhere. Now, specifically, if I don't forgive, if I refuse to forgive, because forgiveness is an act of the will, what happens? Well, you're already seen. God holds forgiveness from me. Second, God won't hear my prayers. If I regard iniquity in my heart, God won't hear me. So a person that is not not going to forgive somebody else, God isn't hearing their prayer. Number three, all of a sudden resentment becomes a big part of my life. I discovered this week that resentment means to feel again. The very thing in business where somebody cheated me. I should have got this. I had a car accident. It wasn't my fault. The other person was at fault, but somebody, a friend of theirs, lied about it. I got sued. I lost my money. People were hurting it. I'm forever damaged. I won't forgive them. You won't. Resentment comes. And you know what? Resentment means you live it again and again and again. The other thing that takes place in my life, obviously, is that bitterness and rage and anger and that resentment. They they just, it rules my life. Now, when I don't forgive, look at the definition. Write it down this morning. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Some of you have been living in your own prison well, Pastor Mark, it isn't fair what my dad did to me and my mother and the abortion. Here you are. Now, in this, you can't serve God. This is your world. And it's filled with bitterness and rage and anger. And you're useless to God in here. And Satan goes, yeah. Do you know how many Christians outside of this building, I don't even know if they're Christians today, who were hurt in a church. You're going to get hurt in a church. Get rid of it. Do you know how many people are useless for God today? This is their world. Now, some of you become so used to it, you think it's normal. This is not normal. You think you've hurt somebody else. The only person that's in prison is you this morning. This is your world. It feeds on you. Parent, listen closely. If this is you and you have children, you're infusing into your kids bitterness 24 You're telling them that's what life isn't fair. God isn't good. Don't ever trust yourself to somebody. Don't ever open up your heart to somebody because you open up your heart, you're going to get hurt. You are. Get over it. I can't get over it. Wrong. It's a lie. This morning, I'm going to give you some principles. And when we finish this teaching, we're coming out free in Jesus Christ. Now, let me warn you, right now, some of you are saying, no way I'm admitting I'm in there. You don't admit it, you'll never be free. I'm not admitting, you don't need to admit anybody but God. Later, we'll know because your whole life's going to change. Ever been in there? Some of you like being in there because people like to look at you and pity you. You like self-pity. Get rid of the self-pity this morning. And we're going to see from the scripture. It's powerful what's going to happen. Charles Spurgeon said, a man who cannot forgive is a poor fellow indeed, for he punishes himself for the sins of others. J. 
Genesis 39. I'll, I'll paraphrase it to get us through quickly. Joseph is in great conditions. Awesome things are happening. Look at verse 3. When his master saw the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. You see, when I'm freed, I'm useful to God. Joseph was able to share his faith because he didn't hold resentment against his brothers. All of a sudden, in these next four or five passages, in verses you'll see that Joseph raises to the top. Potiphar trusts him. He gives him the rule of the whole place. It's awesome. God's blessed him. He's successful. He's forgiven his brothers. He isn't looking for revenge. Now look at the end of verse 6. Joseph today we'd call, a, he's like a Hulk. He's a good looker. He's using his ab machine. He's 17. He's really a good looking young guy. 17, the testosterone level is about that high. Verse 7. After a while, his master's wife, Potiphar's wife, took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. As I was studying that this week, I shouted to my wife in the other room, honey, I found the this is the first desperate housewife in the Bible. <laughs> right there she is. Now what's Joseph going to do? What's he going to do? She's there, a Victoria outfit. She's gorgeous. She's the ruler's wife. She invites him to her bed. Look at the next verse. But he refused. With me in charge, he said, my master does not concern myself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he is entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. Why? Because you're his wife. Verse 9, how then could I do such a wicked thing? Circle this in your Bible. And sin against God. See, sin isn't really against another person. It's always about God. The next few verses tell us that she came back to him over and over and over and over again. He continued to refuse. Life isn't a playground. He's in a battle. All of a sudden, one day, the servants are out of the house. She comes in again. Verse 12 says, she caught him by the cloak. They were alone. And she says to Joseph, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. Now, what's happened here? You see, early on, Satan knew that Joseph was going to be used by God because out of Joseph comes the line of David and comes the Messiah. So initially, Satan tried to get Joseph to be angry and, and not forgive his brothers and, and not be useful to the kingdom. But that didn't work. Joseph forgave. Well, does Satan give up? No. So now he's going to try to compromise Joseph's life through sexual sin. He never gives up, but God's greater. Now, the next few verses tell us the story. Joseph leaves. He's in his underwear. He leaves his coat. Potiphar's wife, well, she goes to her husband. And she says, you know this, you know, you know this, he, this Israel slave that you brought on the house? And you put him way up here. He, he, ever since he's been here, he's had his eyes. I mean, he tried to rape me over and again. I, I just kept refusing. And look at here. I, I finally had to, had to run from him. And I have his coat. Ever been lied about? How do you feel when you're lied about? Has somebody at work has lied about you? It's not true. The farthest thing from it. But because of this lie, Potiphar puts 
Joseph in prison. Now, you're Joseph. What's going on in your heart? Any chance for a little unforgiveness to arise? Are you kidding? I can see Joseph saying, God, I'm angry with you. It's too much for me to endure. I'll never trust anyone again. What in the world are you now? Could you allow this to happen to me? The very thing I was trying to do that was right? God, what's wrong with you? Joseph's going to have to learn to forgive again. You remember earlier I told you we have to learn the practice of forgiving. Yep. Take a look at verse 21. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anyone under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. How'd that happen? Right there again, Joseph, listen, listen, now he's in a real prison. He had to choose to forgive and do the right thing. It was a choice. He had to choose it. God was there to help him forgive the latest hurt. After Joseph forgives, then God blesses again. To get it right? After Joseph forgives, then God blesses. You should expect God to bless you. He wants to bless you. He wants his face to shine upon you. He wants to give you favor and forgiveness and success in his life. Does that mean there won't be problems and trials and false accusations? No, that's all part of it. We grow all through that. Here's a principle you want to write down this morning. Please write it down. Somehow, God enabled Joseph to forgive. Somehow, God enabled Joseph to forgive and forget and believe He had to believe that God could bless him right where he was. In prison. He rises to the top again. Do you know this morning, God wants to do the very same thing in your life. If you'll forgive and believe and get on with your life this morning, he wants to bring favor and blessing in your life. Watch me. Right where you are. In the middle of whatever circumstance, disastrous circumstance, if you'll forget and forgive and let him bless you and believe that he will, he will. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, forgiveness is not only a practice, it's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice, an act of faith. An act of our will. Joseph didn't get blessed until he forgave. He didn't know exactly how it was going to come, but he forgave and then got blessed. In this room this morning, I have to just trust God to work out the details. Why? Because through him, Philippians tells me, through him, I can do everything. Because God's going to give me strength. In our lesson today, we learned that because of Potiphar's false accusation, Joseph was imprisoned. He was sent away for something he didn't do. Now put yourself in his shoes. How would you feel? Would you become bitter and angry? Would you plot revenge? 
Well, as we learn today, regardless of the hurt, we have to be able to forgive. That's the only way we can walk in freedom. To hear Pastor Mark's teaching from today's broadcast, again, log on to www.lessonsforlivingradio.com. That's lessonsforlivingradio.com. Once you're there, simply select today's date from the Lessons for Living media player. You can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866 866- Seven seven nine three four four one. That's eight six six seven seven nine three four four one. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at lessonsforlivingradio.com. That's info at lessonsforlivingradio.com. Another great option to stay up to date with Lessons for Living is to download one of our mobile apps. There's an iPhone or Android-based app that's available free of charge. Simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link. Now, be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark will remind us of the importance of forgiveness. He'll also teach us what it means to then forget. You see, when we forgive someone, we let that hurt go. We don't hold on to our anger. We don't hang that offense over the offender's head. We move on. But understand that true forgiveness can only happen as a result of God working in and through your life. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.